We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Several years ago, a friend of mine and I went on a trip in South America. And we were on a missionary trip, ministering to the people down there and sharing Jesus with them. We came through Miami, Florida, and when we got there, we got the news that there was a terrible, terrible ice storm in Arkansas. And they said, we're going to send you on to Atlanta. You will probably have to spend the night in Atlanta because the Memphis airport's been closed. Well, this friend with me, and we had just gotten into the Word of Faith, and we learned about Mark eleven twenty four. So I said, Cindy, let's pray. And the Word of God says, whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe that we receive it and we will have it. So let's pray and agree that we're going to get to Memphis. And so we did, and we got almost to Atlanta, and they said, ladies and gentlemen, we are really glad to be able to tell you that they have just reopened the airport in Memphis, and we're going on in. So we were just jubilant. We were so excited. God had heard and answered our prayer. Well, our first mistake was we just prayed that we'd get to Memphis. We should have prayed that we'd get all the way home, but, you know, we just kind of went in stages. We prayed that we'd get to Memphis. We got to Memphis. When we got to Memphis, they told us that we couldn't go on home because there were no buses, because the roads were iced over. So we sat in the Memphis airport for 16 hours. Now, I forget how many there were. I think there were 100 or 200 young people on this particular missionary trip. And it was late at night when we got to Memphis, and there were people sleeping all over the airport. People were sitting on their luggage because there weren't enough seats. So, you know, after 16 hours, I got kind of tired of this. So I decided I'm going to act out my faith, and I'm going to go to the phone and call and check on some bus services. I called and they said, oh, yes, we have a bus and it leaves in 35 minutes going to Little Rock. I said, wonderful. I raced back to where everyone else was and I told the leader that I had made a reservation on a bus going back to Little Rock and that Cindy and I were going to leave. Well, uh, you'd think that, you know, Christians would be real happy that you're walking out your faith and things are happening. God's moving in wonderful ways. You know what they told me? They said, if you leave this place, that bus is going to break down or slide off in a ditch and you're going to be stuck out in a ditch for three days. And if you leave this place, you're no longer our responsibility. We don't care what happens to you. You're on your own. Well, I decided with unbelief like that, I'd be better off on my own. So we had some of the biggest suitcases that American Tourister makes. And then we had makeup bags. And on top of all this, this friend Cindy had bought a ship in South America that was this long and this tall, which was a two arm loads in itself. So we started out the door. We just had on summer dresses and sandal shoes, and we stepped out into the six inches of snow. And I'm telling you, it was cold out there. We got everything over to the van, and all of a sudden, about 10 or 12 men just jumped in the van out of nowhere as we were trying to load things on. 
Well, they weren't supposed to carry us, but they fitted everything in on this van, and we took off for the bus station. Well, I know the angels were watching over me because on the way, I was sitting down in the step by the door of the van, just a very small space, and I had fit myself in there because that was the only place to go. And I was sitting with a man sitting right across from me on the other side, and we just sat there. We couldn't move. We just stared at each other the whole time. And as we rounded a curve on the way to the bus station, the door just swung open. <laughs> and so I know it was an angel keeping me in right then or I would have fallen out. We got to the bus station and we had five minutes to spare. So we raced up to the ticket counter. And when I got up there, I was so excited. I'm on my way home. I looked at the man. I said, two tickets to Little Rock, please. And he looked at me and he said, lady... We don't have any buses going to Little Rock. Do you see all these people sitting out here? And I looked around. I mean, people were just like the airport. There were people laying in the floor, sitting on top of their suitcases. There weren't any seats hardly left in the building. And I said, yes, sir. And he said, half of these people want to go to Little Rock. They've been sitting here for two days waiting to get to Little Rock. We don't have any buses going to Little Rock. They can't get there. And you can imagine, by this time, I'm getting a little bit discouraged because they've already told us if we leave, you know, then we're stuck. We're on our own. So we drug all of our suitcases in the ship, and we found a couple of places, a couple of seats, and we sat down. So I sat there, and all of a sudden, I looked across by the clock, and two doors, swinging doors, swung open. And through these two swinging doors came two tall men with overcoats and hats on. They walked through the door, walked right to where we were. They didn't talk to anyone else, just walked all the way to where we were, stood in front of us, and said to Cindy, where did you get the ship? She said, South America. And I thought, oh, great, this is just what we need. I wish we'd get rid of this ship, you know, it's too much to carry. I said, oh, well, that's a really nice ship. And they said, where are you going? They looked at me and addressed the question to me, where are you going? And I said, well, by this time my faith's wavering. We're trying to get to Little Rock. And the man said, oh, really? Well, there's a bus out there loading to go to Little Rock right now. And I said, no. I said, the man up there at the ticket counter said that there weren't any buses going to Little Rock. And I remember specifically what this man said to me. He said, well, I have inside information. He said, the bus is loading right now. I said, really? He said, really? He said, go up to the ticket counter and tell him that you want a ticket to Little Rock. I said, but he told me he wouldn't give me one. There weren't. He said, you tell him to call on the phone out there to where the buses were loading. Anyway, I got in one of the shortest line. I ran up there and I said, I want two tickets to Little Rock. He said, we don't have any buses going to Little Rock. Everything's closed. The roads are closed. And I said, well, if you'll just call, there's a bus loading out there right now to go to Little Rock. He looked at me like, who are you? I said, just call. So he called and he said, do we have a bus going to Little Rock? We do. Well, how come it's not on my schedule? Well, I didn't know that. Okay. He wrote us two tickets, handed them to us, and we tried to take off out the door. But as you can imagine, with all these suitcases, we couldn't. And one of the funniest things that happened is there was a young man laying on the floor. And as we kind of came by him, all of a sudden he jumped up like somebody had hit him and said, can I help you? 
And I said, you sure can. We've got to get these suitcases out there. He grabbed our suitcases and ran out the door with them. We got to the bus. And we got on the bus. And as soon as we sat down, I looked out the window of the bus. And when I looked out the window of the bus, there was one of the men with the overcoat standing inside, right outside the door. And he was waving. So I waved at him and he did this. said, come on outside. So we went back and stood on the steps of the bus. And he said, well, did you make it all right? I said, yes, we really appreciate your help. And he said, well, that's just fine. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll see you a little further on down the line. And he walked off. So we went back and sat on the bus. I looked at Cindy. I said, Cindy, what did he mean? I'll see you a little further on down the line. She said, I don't know. And I said, well, maybe he's going someplace we're going. I just don't know. So we looked out the window, and we saw the other man, and he was waving. And then he pointed to himself, and then he, like, wrote on the palm of his hand. I thought, he's going to write us a letter. He doesn't have our address. Then he pointed to himself and held up a phone. I said, he can't call us. He doesn't have our phone number. And then I began to think. I began to try to figure out what he was doing there and what this was that was going on that was so strange. And all of a sudden I realized, message. You could deliver a message by writing it. You could deliver a message by calling it. And not that he was going to deliver it. And then I thought, message, message. And then all of a sudden it came to me, messenger. Angels often are called messengers. And my eyes got big and I said, Cindy... I think those two men are angels. I tell you what, you talk about chill bumps, goosebumps, we got them. I looked at Cindy and Cindy looked at me and they were standing out there just waving, saying, I'll see you a little further on down the line. Well, We drove the next 30 or 40 miles in almost complete silence. We were a little bit stunned over the whole situation, but glad to be on our way home. Well, we got to our next bus stop and they pulled over and stopped to pick up some packages and as we came to a stop before anyone got off the bus I turned and looked out the window just as we came to a halt and there was one of the tall men with the overcoat standing outside the window waving I said Cindy there's that man right there she said how did he get there and I said I don't know So we sat the next 30 or 40 miles in total awe, realizing that we had been miraculously protected and helped by angels. Obviously, these men must have been angels that appeared to us and that helped us when no one else could. And I'll tell you something else that was wonderful about the whole thing. As we drove along, I started seeing things that looked familiar. And so finally, I went to the front of the bus and I said, excuse me, sir. Does this bus go through England? Arkansas, of course. And he said, Why, yes, it does. And I said, Well, then just drop us off. That's where my hometown is. So not only did we get on the bus, but we got delivered and dropped off on the main street of my hometown. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today where my daughter, Annette, was sharing with you on the subject of angels. And I invite you to be with us all this week because she'll be sharing on this subject for the whole week here on the broadcast. Now, our CD offer is 7384. It's more about angels. Three CDs 
for a total of $27. My daughter Annette has had several experiences of angels manifest themselves to her in different ways. And I believe you'll be intrigued by the things that she talks about in this and gives you scriptural references. In the book of Hebrews, the last verse of the first chapter, it says that the angels are all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who are heirs of salvation. Then in chapter 2 it says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we've heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Now what have we been talking about? That angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who are heirs of salvation. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, every transgression receive a just recompense or reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Now most of the time we've taken that to mean just being born again. But in the context of it, it's talking about deliverance that comes by the ministry of angels. You remember Peter was in jail. They're going to pull his head in the morning. And the angel came in there, woke him up, carried him outside the gate. He thought he was dreaming, but found out he wasn't. The angel let him out. Deliverance by the ministry of angels. In the Old Testament, an angel killed 185,000 men in one night. That's offer number 7384. Give you great insight to the ministry of angels. Three CDs for a total of $27. Toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the devil is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.